1: wherever podcasts are available. So this is what,
2: I, what we generally start with to see how uh, in sync we are as a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you all to say, uh, table read, gateway, on the count of three, uh, in a
3: good voice, <coughs> Cam Clark. One, <laughs> two, three. Table, table, table read, gateway. gateway. <laughs> yeah.
2: high, stakes.
3: high stakes, high stakes. Yep. Good <laughs> Why is it engine number two spooling up? I just pushed throttles to full. Must be a flame out. Begin restart checklist.
4: We're losing altitude. Just crossed flight level two zero zero. Now at one nine zero. Dropping fast. I apologize, sir. This passenger says it's cr- CIA agent Ortiz. I need the radio. Get out, whoever you are. Engine two not responding. No, you need at all. the
3: radio. I need to speak to Langley right now. If I don't get the engine restarted, we may crash. Return to your seat, that's in order.
2: The engine is gone. Soon you'll lose hydraulic
4: pressure and flight control. Look, look, we will crash, but, but first I need the radio. Ten thousand feet. There's no response to restart procedures. It's like the engine isn't even there. Flight attendant prepare the cabin for impact.
2: Master, uh, caution! We've lost uh, hydraulic uh, pressure and flight yeah, control on, systems. Give me that radio! I- I have critical information about neutralizing the entity that caused this crash. Captain, we're below safe altitude. Give
3: me the fucking radio! I oh. said get back to your seat! Ah. You shot him! Why would you do that? Give me the radio! Now! I have to tell them.
2: Hello. This is Lieutenant Colonel Wayne M. McDonnell, retired. And I have a story to tell you. In 1977, I got the assignment to investigate and report on the Gateway Project, a means for man to venture beyond time and space. Could we spy on Russia from a great distance? Were they spying on us already? I was a man tasked with finding answers that were needed, and quickly. I served a tour of duty in U.S. Army Intelligence in the early 70s, known as Project 404. I was in Laos, covertly assisting U.S. interests in Vietnam. The report I submitted got me this far more controversial assignment. I discovered things you might not believe, but should. Do a quick Google search for Analysis and Assessment of Gateway Process CIA. You'll find an actual document from the CIA website, written by none other than yours truly. Click on that and have a read. Be advised, they might open a file on you for looking at the report. (laughs) I don't know. I don't work there anymore. In 1977, I was stationed at Fort George G. Meade Army Intelligence Base in Maryland, near Washington, D.C. 5,000 acres of military personnel doing top secret intelligence work, keeping the free world safe. At the time, we were transcribing and translating all of Russia's radio and TV broadcasts, thousands of hours of tapes analyzed, looking for patterns, codes. It was a standard day in my lab, until it wasn't. Captain Parsons, when you have today's radio transmissions entered, get started on the task news feed.
3: I'll have it done within the hour,
2: Lieutenant Colonel McDonald. General Addis. A rare pleasure. I didn't realize we had an inspection today.
1: No inspection. General? This room is secure and silent?
2: Yes, sir. Fully TS-SCI secure.
1: My briefcase, please. Is this serious? I think I saw this on Star Trek last week. Do I impress you as a joking man? No, sir. Everyone out but Lieutenant Colonel McDonald. Sir? You heard the general. Everyone. Listen to this.
2: Give me that radio. I have critical information about neutralizing the entity that caused this crash. Captain, we're below safe altitude. Give me the fucking radio! Was that the plane that went down last month? Yes terrorist posing as CIA? A, A lunatic?
1: No. In fact, that was a legitimate CIA operation. Agent Manny Ortiz. Limited details on the operation are in this file. You think the Russians? Or some other hostile force.
2: You think a hostile force brought that plane down trying to get to someone?
1: What I think isn't being discussed. Just your orders. Roger that, sir. The cockpit recording you just heard has been shared with fewer than 10 people. That portion was cut out of the official NTSB version. I... I don't understand. Sometime back, scientist Itzhak Bentov made us aware of some facts. Facts regarding expanded states of consciousness that allow traveling by thought. The Russians had been studying it for years. They have been trying to get to our man, Bentov. And you think they crashed that plane? Ortiz was a decoy flying under Bentoff's name. How did they bring it down? That's what you're going to find out. You're not going to mention that crash or recording ever. The world's reaction to such information would be catastrophic. Yes, sir. Is, uh, is this another MK Ultra? No, you'll create a report, but it won't mention that incident or our spying or our missing spy planes the pair of SR-71s that crashed? I thought they were mechanical issues. So did we, until we got that recording.
2: Uh, Sir, it all seems rather uh, incredible. Initially, I'm inclined to be skeptical.
1: You'll be on a transport to the Monroe Institute in Virginia at 0600 tomorrow. You're going to get to the bottom of this. I want facts. That buzz box on your belt? Uh, It's a pager, General.
2: You can reach me anywhere in the world. My assistant, Captain Parsons, handles all messaging.
1: Stay handy. Yes, sir.
2: I was given a puzzle without all the pieces. But on the 9th of June, 1983, I issued a final report. Sadly, before I finished that report, our brilliant scientist Itzhak Bentoff died on a doomed airliner in Chicago. Oddly, this time even the cockpit voice recorder failed before anything else. No clues. You can Google that, too. American Airlines Flight 191. It was a serious setback. This is the story of that report before and after it was released by the CIA. The things I learned and the places I saw. But please, read my report. You tasked me to provide an assessment of the Gateway experience in terms of its mechanics and ultimate practicality. As I set out to fulfill that tasking, it soon became clear that in order to assess the validity and practicality of the process, I needed to do enough supporting research and analysis to fully understand how and why the process works. Frankly, sir, that proved to be an extremely involved and difficult business.
0: Follow me to the lab, sir. Mr. Monroe is waiting.
4: Lieutenant Colonel McDonald, nice to meet you. I'm Robert Monroe. Welcome to my lab. Sit down, please. Thank you, Monroe. I've read the research. You think it sounds like a bunch of bullshit, don't you?
2: (sighs) Sir, my personal opinions don't enter into this. I'm here to fully evaluate your process from an objective viewpoint. Monroe wasn't dumb. He knew it really did sound like bullshit. But he needed credibility with the military, and my report could provide it.
4: You've been ordered to keep an open mind.
2: That is an accurate assessment.
4: Can you start training tomorrow?
2: Sure, I need somewhere to drop my personal items, but I'd like to start today.
4: Perfect. I'll have Nurse Fields show you to your quarters and we'll get started. Initially, based on
2: conversations with a physician who took the Gateway training with me, I had recourse to the biomedical models developed by Itzhak Bentoff to obtain information concerning the physical aspects of the process. The long hours of training were eased somewhat by the caring hands of Nurse Fields, but even she turned out to be more complicated than she first appeared.
0: Please lay back down, Lieutenant Colonel, I'm going to attach some electrodes, relax, get comfortable.
2: Will I be hypnotized?
0: Probably not today, but eventually, yes.
2: Do I have time for a cigarette?
0: Mm. Nicotine disrupts the process. Are you nervous?
2: Uh, Why would I be nervous? I'm just listening to some sounds.
0: Did you read all of the materials? You
2: may want to. Mr. Monroe.
4: Are you ready, Lieutenant Colonel? Ready as I can be. Okay. Now, you're going to listen to some sounds and speech in this sensory deprivation chamber. A series of tones will help bring you into hemispherical synchronization left brain and right brain brought into sync. We call it hemisync. Okay. You will note flashing lights on the ceiling as you reach hemisync, both halves of your brain finally working as one. If you need us, we'll be in the control room. All right, relax and observe the flow of energy around you. Be guided through each of these focus levels. You'll find increasing abilities in each as you rise.
2: Upping my focus level, huh? Sounds like mumbo jumbo.
4: Relax and observe. You'll be aware of each focus level and its meaning as we progress. Today we'll aim for focus 12, where you can traverse time and space. I'll join you there. Focus 12? The standard protocol is suspended for these tests. Lieutenant Colonel McDonnell has had years of military training, a level of discipline we can only approximate here. We will forego many of the early sessions.
0: Yes, Mr. Monroe.
4: Continue the preparations, Nurse Fields. Have my hypnotic items ready, please.
2: I admit to seeing little promise in Gateway at first. I would put the headphones on and lay back, following Monroe's voice in the various tones. Frequently, I just fell asleep. But I was surprised to discover that after a while, images started swirling out of the darkness. Monroe was right. Eventually, I was able to advance in the training with some effort and gained new abilities. But all attempts to attain usable intelligence on Russia ultimately failed. So a few weeks later, they got me closer. Much closer. They flew me out to a secret submersible base next to the USSR. I found myself a 1,000 feet below the Sea of Okhotsk. In '71, the CIA had discovered a Soviet deep-sea transmission line. We wanted to listen in, so we installed a tap. This was Operation Ivy Bells. It was a joint CIA and NSA project with help from the U.S. Navy. You can Google that, too. Ivy Bells. Fun little project. They decided it would be good to physically transport me to the undersea Soviet military transmission lines. So
3: there I was. Sir, we're near the cable-tap location. Time to do your thing. I'll connect your headset to the feed. Ready. It
2: worked. I had followed the training and achieved Focus 12. In Gateway, this is one of the highest states of consciousness. It unlocks the ability to remote view at will, unrestrained by time or distance, What a surprise awaited me. There I was, investigating the secret missile base, invisible to the motionless soldiers frozen in time there. I was trying to read a computer screen when I realized that one of the other beings there was different. It was like me, unbound by time or location. Floating. Hello? Privyet? My Russian had an accent, but this simple hello should have worked. The entity merely scurried up a wall and vanished into the ceiling. Hey, wait! All my further attempts to locate the entity that day failed. I returned to my body on the sub and got another surprise. Pilot, hey, hey, did you see that? That that thing out there, looking into the porthole?
3: Sir, I'm not calling you a liar, but we're 1,000 feet down. Nothing but fishies out there.
2: I can see it right now. There. It's looking at me.
3: Okay. Okay, copy that, sir. I'll note it in the log.
2: They didn't believe me at first. (laughs) Who would? But I would meet the entity again. I included a couple paragraphs about this in my final report. A warning, more or less, to those who would follow. Be intellectually prepared to react to possible encounters with intelligent, non-corporal energy forms when time-space boundaries are exceeded. It may also be possible that individuals encounter thought forms while in an out-of-body state which mingle with physical reality and are not easily differentiated. Yeah, you heard that right. Word for word from an official CIA report. I knew there was much more to investigate and explain. Meanwhile... I kept working back at the Institute. Next time on Gateway, things heat up when I finally find that Russian missile base. But that's not even the big event. Courtesy of a surprise guest visitor, I find my way back in time, all the way to Nazi-occupied France in 1944. But in more danger than I ever was before.
3: Nice yeah. Okay, before we move on, can we do uh, your mini-sub, Captain, again, Kevin, and... Like, so since we have yours, can we do one where you have fun with it, but also projects, as he said? But I, especially since you say cuckoo bird later, I'd love for you to cabin it up. Sure. So where do you want me to start from? Just take it from that initial one, because we got the more official version that Jack wanted, but for your... Well, so,
4: why don't we do, why don't we do, uh, you know, we'll come in at uh,
3: uh, Zeke on uh, pilot. Hey. I, t- I, w- I want to grab the server nearing the cable tap location, so the m- middle of thirteen. I'll oh, copy. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, 13. Got it. Because we got a more formal version gotcha, now. Gotcha. We'll have your, so that when you gotcha. say cuckoo bird, you can like, you yeah. hit them. Got him. Are we reading all the way through? Uh, no, I think let's just do a pickup with okay. mini sub to ready and then we'll go to 14. Okay. Age yeah. 13. Sir, we're in the cable tap location. Time to do your thing. I'll connect your headset to the feed. Right, go to fourteen, and then we'll just pick it up from uh pilot. do you see that?
2: Pilot, hey, hey you see that that thing out there looking into the porthole.
3: Sir, I'm not calling you a liar, but we're one thousand feet down. Nothing but fishies out here. I see it right now there it's it's looking at me. Okay, okay, copy that, sir. I'll note it in the log. Cuckoo bird.